welcome again to another episode of the Just Shiatsu Podcast. As always, I am your host, Justin Zelinsky, and today we're going to continue with our reading of the chapters of the Suen. Today we're going to do chapter 11. This is a shorter chapter, but I think this is one of the most powerful chapters for me in in the book. And most people probably won't have that same sort of thought, but I'll explain a little bit. So this chapter is where this idea of the extraordinary organs comes in. But I actually think the importance of what they're expressing here has nothing to do with the idea of what these extraordinary organs are. Because all of these references to most of this, these extraordinary organs have been distinguished to be ruled by the yin organs in earlier chapters. So what I really think the importance of what they're expressing here is though you can see some similarities between the way you look at things and seeing how they kind of are like other things, you need to remember that it's the spirit that rules the control of everything. So even though you may see things in the body that resemble things that look like these yin organs or these important organs, the yin organs importance is there because of the spirits that they help guide or that they help comfort so that we can stay alive. And that's why I find this chapter to be so enlightening is, I mean, we're talking about this idea that these five specific organs control everything due to their ability to comfort the spiritual elements or these subtle movements inside our body that are very organized in a particular way to keep us alive. Some other things that are mentioned in here that haven't been mentioned really before. So the idea of the uterus, I might have this wrong. I'm just going off the top of my head. Um, This is usually, I think, called the Bao Mai. It is believed that the Bao Mai exists in men too. So even though I'm going to leave it as uterus because that's the typical translation, there's this sort of same sort of energetic basis in man. Obviously, the uterus stores a child. The same aspect in men does not have that quality to it. But the idea that there's this envelope deep in the body that has something in it as well. Um, For men, this is usually thought to either be the testicles or the prostate. It's never really clarified much, so people are just speculating on what that might be. But it is an agreeance. In women, it's always the uterus. The term earth is used here a lot. I like to leave that in. Um, You need to remember that earth is directed by heaven. So earth is like the form of the body, the, the part that doesn't have like that heavenly aspect to it doesn't mean it's not important. Earth is what houses the heavenly movements inside, but the heavenly movement is what helps direct Earth. So they're in this very intimate dynamic relationship. But if we were to put an importance on one over the other, the heavenly aspect is more important. And again, the heavenly aspects you could think of as the spirits or the organization that allows life to happen. There's another aspect in this chapter that keeps reinforcing this thing I'm seeing throughout some of the chapters is that the yang channel network is for removal of influences that could harm the yin organs. And this really changes 
the perspective of how I learned the medicine for me, meaning that the Yang channels aren't so much about influencing the actual organ. The Yang channels are about avenues of removal into these organs of removal. And that is a big difference in the way you could think about how some people decide to use the channels. So you'll see a little bit of a reference to the idea there. And then lastly, at the end of the chapter, there's an idea of how the patient must be involved in the process of healing. I often will call this, we need to get the spirit on board for the person to heal. I definitely see some ideas here of what we might call the placebo or nocebo effect today. And I also think in a way, this is almost a little bit of a warning to people. So, you know, if you're in the healing arts, of course we want to help others heal. And sometimes we can be a little pushy with our ability to help other people. But it's important to understand that if this person is not on board with the healing process or the healing journey that needs to happen, it won't happen. With my experience in contemplating chi and doing martial arts and, you know, doing shiatsu over the years, you know, chi is the personal movements of that person. So we're trying to affect that, but ultimately it's their mind or their perspective that can override any other influence of chi around them. And we need to keep this in mind because if they refuse to want to change or to believe in what's happening, right, that chi is going to follow that belief system or that movement they have. So it's just something interesting to reflect on this statement at the end of the chapter where they talk about don't treat somebody if they're not on board with the idea of being treated. All right. With all that sort of analysis of the chapter and what it means to me, we'll start with the re we'll start with reading the chapter. So chapter 11. So throughout the history of medicine, some have said that the brain and marrow also store as the yin organs. Others have also said that the intestines and stomach also store as the yin organs. But others have said these are not places of storage, but of movement, as the yang organs are. These ideas seem to contradict each other. So let's discuss how this is so. The brain, the marrow, the bones, the vessels, the gallbladder, and the uterus are the organs that exhibit both these qualities. Although they deal with the six chi of earth, they are storing essence as the five yin organs do. They are generated by the chi of earth, and they belong to the earth. They do not influence the spirits as the yin organs do. These organs exhibit both qualities of storage and transmission, and for this reason are distinguished as extraordinary organs. Now as the large intestine, small intestine, triple burner, and the bladder, these are generated by heaven. In this way, their chi resembles heaven. So these drain and do not store. The reason for this is they receive the turbid chi of the five yin organs. For this reason, we designate them as places of movement and transformation. Also, as the food and water is transformed into useful essences, what is left is of no use to the body, so it needs to be transported out and drained. The anus is engaged by the five yin organs, and water and grain cannot be stored there for long. Now the yin organs store the essence chi, 
and do not drain it. So in this way, they are full and can never be replete. As for the six palaces, they transmit and transform things, but do not store them. These organs can get replete, but they cannot all be full. The reason is that as water and grain enter the mouth, the stomach will get replete, and this signals the intestines to empty or move along the line of transmission. When the food then moves from the stomach to the intestines, the intestines are replete and the stomach is empty. Let's look at the stomach first. It is the sea of grain and water. It is also the way in which all the yang organs receive what moves through them. The five flavors enter the mouth. They are stored in the stomach to nourish the five yin organs. This can be felt at the pulse point on the wrist. In this way, the chi supplied from food originates in the stomach and is supplied to all organs. Changes of this can be felt at the pulse point. Next, we look at the lung. When we breathe, this is also a source of chi, which is stored by the lungs with coordination from the heart. When the lung and heart have a disease, the nose is not free as a result. Whenever one treats a patient's disease, one must investigate, take into account the movement in the vessels, observe the mind, and relate all this to his disease. If someone seems distressed in such a way that they seem impossible to talk to about the way of living a better life, if they have aversions to needles and stones, it will be impossible to talk to them of the benefits of this skill. If the patient does not permit treatment, the disease must not be treated. If one was to try and treat it, there will be no success. And that is the end of chapter 11. And... Next time, we'll talk about chapter 12. As always, I hope everyone has a great life, great time. And I appreciate everyone taking time out of their life to listen to me just ramble about things I think about a lot. Till we meet again, have a great life. <laughs>